and welcome to the Prigya Rora show where we discuss law innovation and entrepreneurship with people who have been there and done that i am prigya arora founder of pa legal and our guest for today is miss anuja ayappan she is currently working with ericsson and we have a lot of insights around innovation and patent to discuss today welcome anuja on the show thank you prigya thank you for having me on the podcast <laughs> So Anuja, uh, we'll start with your life story and how did you become the person you are today? Yeah, my life story. I did engineering and in information technology. After that, as usual, I started my career as a software professional. So I was working into as a uh, software development. So I like programming logic from school and even now. Even now, I like programming logic. but after working for a certain time in the software industry i was working with erp solution enterprise solutions and all i realized i'm not it the work is becoming monotonous i'm not enjoying the work and the learning curve is becoming stagnant so there is something like you feel like you're just interacting with the system even though we have project teammates and all those things but most of your time is with interacting with the system what more can i do so i was thinking of looking for more options higher studies and what to do where i can maintain my technology because if you are going for mba management could be diverting from your stream because i like the programming side so then i was looking for different courses came across this law course in iit law school so it was like it needs the uh, one criteria is you need to have a technical background so that was interesting and uh, 2008 2009 recession period this reuse and reusable ip was one of the common things so that was that was a time i got to hear about ip also the word before it was internet protocol now it became intellectual property so the shift from internet protocol to intellectual property so i moved to that i with the course over there during that time i worked as a intern with a lawyers in the kerala high court madras high court then there was like litigation different this beauty of our course you are also from the same organization <laughs> so we are same we know that we are known as techno lawyers but the advantage is we work on all fields of law so was worked in like i got to work with constitution law family law civil procedures copyright so i was like no oh, this is interesting but uh, somewhere something is missing and next internship i did in an it company so i was like Oh, I have come back to my own home. I feel like when I was interacting with inventors for inventions, new new technologies. So I was like latest technologies. I am working with them, listening to them, hearing their ideas. When I did the internship, I said I want to continue in a company or IT field back where use the IP knowledge. So I joined the company as a IP specialist and have been working with inventors, the latest technologies. Get so one thing is learning curve is always there you need to know about the latest technologies so for the more than a decade now we're working with ip and every year get to see new inventors old experienced inventors get to learn so, so uh, such things and even interact with people across the globe that is mm-hmm. the beauty of ip you are getting connected across the globe and different jurisdictions you have different things to learn yeah that is how i am over here now <laughs> wow anuja so we share i think it is the it is a kind of a very uh, 
common story i'll say which i also share with you because for me also uh, when i interned in tcs for the first time in the field of intellectual property i was like okay this is my ground <laughs> the soft software technology high tech technology along with patent uh, they think so much and we feel home about it because some somewhere as engineers are in love with technology and when we do law we find a place where we can apply them and what what a beautiful ground we have with software and high tech uh, uh, things where we can apply our legal knowledge yes and that interaction right that is the yeah. legal now we get to because we might not be developing it but we are getting to hear the process entire idea about it so that is the beauty of patent also right you get to hear the entire working you need to know that to identify what is the value of it correct and anuja as you just mentioned that you have worked with so many lawyers like the beginner level lawyer and the you know some old lawyer uh, sorry so many innovators some beginner level innovators and some experienced innovators is there some differences that you want to uh, probably let us know that you face while working with new innovators and experienced innovators uh new innovators and experience there is a difference uh new innovators we need to give them a uh understanding about the ip because for us we know in daily we are working with patents but we know for i'm just i'm more specialized in i'm specialized in patents so if i say we have a bread and butter we have three criteria novelty inventive step and industrial <laughs> use so this three keeps on coming in our mind we always put this criteria in our mind so but before going coming to a new in, inventor or person who's new to the tier like process of ip how do you explain to them this three criteria needs to be explained to them what is what we are looking out of them what are we expecting from them so that is something that takes a bit of hand holding mm. and also uh, like you set a pattern because if you work with new inventors you can mold and set up the process and at i am experienced inventors they know the process already they know what we are expecting what uh, they are uh, expecting from us also so it's vice versa it works properly so they know the overall also like what is the time taken that is also one factor so inventors get frustrated so not frustrated from might be wrong word but time consuming activity right they have to be it's not like uh, you give it in one day you get it in one month or two months the process goes on for years so they are like they have to understand the time but also at the same time what was the value you are getting out of it so that is one thing and the way you uh, talk to them are you out you extract the idea some likes to write write a lot and give it to us some doesn't like to write there to the point yeah. and just and how do we extract the idea so experience in vendors also that pattern is there we set that pattern out there so sometimes i am like we in my company when i'm coming to company so we come across experience in vendors we they they might be working with different patent attorneys over there right so it will be like they have a different set process so we learn from them also so for each person by and by we get that pattern set so i have done that long time so that helps me out so in experienced and uh, novice inventor there is a bit of difference but by and by within one or two they get learned and they get into the flow of the process correct 
correct i, I know first time uh, anybody would file a patent after two months they'll ask what what happened to an application we filed it two months ago <laughs> yes and uh, with experience inventor probably we won't get those call for two years <laughs> yes and also uh, other thing is still forget about the patents about it yeah and when we ask but experience i have seen they keep a track of the patents they know yeah. what is the value yes. they give back the inputs also when we call them or ask them for any inputs mm -hmm. ask them they know that someone in fingertips even for us we find it difficult because we have to refer back to our notes or something but they will be having it in their fingertips so that is a difference but i say it is good you get the mix because as i do take um, sessions for um, in college uh, a, a yearly so their students the way they ask questions is completely different from a researcher or an innovator in my company so that different questions that comes we also think in a different directions so that helps us to, and that help us to I define our process of thought also, thought process. Correct. So, Anuja, you have seen the technology sector and the innovation sector. And because you are a lawyer, you have, you know, on the ground, in, uh, have a lot of experience in speaking to everybody in the technology and innovation sectors. So, what do you think are some challenges which innovators face? And uh, probably then we'll talk about how how do we get over them. Uh, innovators face, as I said, as for the uh, new inventors, the same thing. It is about knowledge about the basics of, if you're seeing the patents, patents part, it is about the understanding the patent concept. Uh, the cycle I always say is invention, uh, idea, invention, and it would be what would be the next part is innovation or patent. So all ideas cannot be inventions. All inventions cannot be innovations or patents. So it's very difficult to make them understand that part sometimes. Because yeah. what is the patenting criteria? So they come up because every invention is their baby. Mm -hmm. Our idea is there. They will be hand holding it tight with them. But how that once they get to understand it, then they are able to. So there's a lot of legal as well as technical process involved in this one. So that understanding of the process. So that is one basic outline, I would say, the starting ground. And the next is what, where, how, and when. Because I have worked with researchers. I have seen college people also, academia. So what they do is, they just want to do immediate publication. But it has changed. I'm not saying it is always there, but they want to publish their idea, even innovators, because this time it is money. Time is money for them. So they have to bring it to the market, short-term goals. So they bring it to the market, what they want to, and get profit out of it. But when they say, say, put their idea in the market or in the public domain, they are losing the priority or a patentable value. So what is the value out of it? How should they protect it? So that is one of those. And what form of IP? That would be another question because it's not just patents. Because if you have a graphical user interface, it can be going for a copyright and brand value. You go for a trademark. So they need a professional help of an IP specialist in certain areas where to guide them. And then it is another one would be the cost and time involved. 
because cost is also another factor it is not so easy to find in all jurisdictions or identify the business need and to see where you want to find and how much time because time also as i said in before also time is involved in the patenting process as well as the branding and all those activities but to the time to market how so they should be coming at the starting of the idea or that phase so once there they understand that part of it so that would be one the, and one i would say another challenge finally i would say competition that as i said from other competitors so if it is a because uh, we see incremental changes if it's easy to work around they will not get a market so each other but another competitor can have a market by just working around it and bypassing their solution so they've spent so much time and energy in protecting their idea bringing to the market it can be duplicated and another one is first to file people mm. forget that first to file is for patents many a times so they protect their idea they should not keep it like a secret great secret sometimes it doesn't work sometimes it works so these are the main challenges i would say that comes to for a innovator these are so good so basically i think all of these challenges are basically based on education of innovators because ip as a subject is not taught to any innovators and yes. i i do not personally think that like innovators go and read about ip and get knowledge because that doesn't happen especially when they think that it is you know a legal subject it is very difficult to study for engineers i think that kind of perception is there in the mind of innovators so Some i would say but, but there's a difference sorry that is like now it is changing because yeah. just recently i read uh, there was an article about uh, indian institute of science filing three patents in like two patents in three days that frequency yeah. or something last year and even yeah, iits have this ip cell we know about our kharagpur okay. we used to facilitate ip cells over there other iits or us and colleges as i said i am taking sessions for them innovation management mm-hmm. courses are there but still uh, theory and practical is theory. different that theory. is one thing i was a theory is different uh, because we also when we were doing theory it was but when we come into the practical application of it we get to learn a lot correct so probably what i meant is ip as a skill uh, it's very hard for innovators to learn but i think it is important because fo- forming a right strategy on the other ha- hand is equally important you know ip which is useless should not be spent money on and should not uh, be you know, propagated in terms of innovators or you know i see some lawyers also propagating okay the number of registrations will take you here but i i am of the opinion that okay only useful ip should be filed or should be registered or should be spent money on so i think a lot of the challenges have are somewhere related to the skill and knowledge of ip that is available to the innovators so can you think of something which we as patent attorneys do to uh, make the process simpler for innovators yeah if you 
uh, say that, like, as I said, the knowledge first, we can when an innovator comes because let's say a person is approaching a patent attorney. First, you need to understand the level of knowledge that person is having about the uh, about IP. And yeah. since we're talking about patent, what is the patentable criteria? What are we looking for it? So first might be to educate the person. So that should be the first step for it to understand as like I evaluate the person's knowledge and understand how much you need to expose them and how much you need to guide them. And then the next stage would be about understanding the invention. Yeah. Because they come up with the invention. If we are, we both should be in the same ground with the inventor as well as the patent attorney really? should be in the same ground of understanding the invention. So here I have seen, I'm saying this from a company perspective, but others also, you should, because you need a lot of details from the inventors. Documenting, some people write like to document. So if they have uh, this detailed document, design documents, uh, or low level, because it's, I'm saying from my software development side, but if that is coming, it's good. Sometimes some innovators doesn't have anything. They just have an idea and a solution. Yeah. So they have a, is it feasible? So have discussions with them. I, I would say the first step should be the idea discussion, understanding what was the business need. So business need would be the first one. Mm -hmm. Then taking up what is the problem it's trying. Because mm -hmm. I've seen inventors, they have a solution. Why was the solution created? What was the main problem? There was multiple problems. They will come with that. So we do is reverse tracking about what was the problem for this main problem they created this invention. So identify the technical problem out of it. And what would be the core technical solution you are trying to protect? Multiple. You have this unity of invention. They will not understand what is the unity of invention at the static. As a new inventor, I'm saying innovator. But you take up the main essential solution out of it and advantages and disadvantages. Then do a prior art search because mm. they get intimidated by seeing the patent language. We were also, when we first read a claim for the first time, Correct. okay, this is how the claim language. But now we know how to do the claims. It is there and we are dealing with it daily. So then how to... Uh, do a prior art search. It's not just patent, it is non-literature, non-patent literature and anything. So it could be a blog also. We get from blogs and everything. So help them to do a prior art search and mm -hmm. identify what is the difference. So this will help in enhancing the idea. Like as you said, you wouldn't prefer to do an idea which is not having potential. But at the same time, ideation helps to enhance the idea. Give them a direction. You have not explored this area. There is a green pasture. You can look into this one. So this is some area you can look, divert your attention, which you have not thought about. So that is one thing you can look into. So giving them directions about it. Then going into, so if you see, you evaluate the idea, you feel the idea is valuable. Then you decide on what you want to go. Like you need to get the details from them. So some would be comfortable writing full documents. Some would be only able to explain. So you need to capture. So it is cutting up that process. Whichever is comfortable for the inventor, you have to mold yourself or change your uh, uh, way of working, pattern of working accordingly. You can do a recording of it or you can get it written from them or sometimes pictures. I would say sequence diagrams and flowcharts because I used to draw blocks when I was starting with inventors. I used to draw blocks and tell me like 
I used to, that software background of mine used to help me. So you have a module like this. These are the different modules. What is the main module? Some are like input and output is a common module, but unavoidable. You need that. What is the input? What is, but in between, what is the logic which is coming? Can you put it in a flow? So picture is like it talks thousand words. It's easy mm -hmm. to represent. So that could be one way of doing it. And then help them with the prosecution based on the identify their business need because they would not have an understanding about so about what patents is allowed by different jurisdictions. So if we are saying US, they want to do it or EP or if it is uh, Europe, Europe or India. So different India, we know CI, computer implemented inventions, we would be thinking twice because it's still mm. developing. It is very, uh, it's a bit challenge, but we know what. And the way it has been prosecuted. So, and the market study also, that could be also done a bit. So companies will have a strategy. Every company will have a strategy where they want to put their product. We have seen when this, during COVID, Serum yeah. uh, Institute, they had the strategy which all, they might be filing. We, I'm not looking into their complete portfolio, but they had a strategy which all company where they will file their patents. Pharma, it is different. Mm -hmm. For product, it would be different. For a technology service company, it would be different. Different. So that is one thing. And make them aware of the cost. As I said, the challenges, their cost and time involved also. They should be aware of that part also about you give them an idea because we are in this field we know what would be the challenges to them help them so that help them to help with the technical and legal works and free them for the commercialization and development i would say that the way should we should be separating it out i think very rightly said that first part is ip has to be a part of business like like you just mentioned ip strategy business strategy we need to understand the business then only we can probably understand ip and whether it is useful or not and then uh, as you mentioned and probably i the every dra drafter i speak to I try to make them understand the importance of flowchart. You know, yes, I know it. It is very simple. Like it's like Anuja. I am asking you to give tell me the flow of your invention or how your invention is actually going to work. But I'll say eighty percent of the time, inventors themselves do not have that clarity. And then when we ask them that question, they are able to give us the right uh, flow chart. Unless we ask them, I, I feel, uh, especially with the new inventors, only 20% of the inventors would be able to give us a clear flow chart in the first place. Uh, like seeing the flow chart, we are able to write the claims in that format. Yes. It doesn't happen. We have to, to have iterations or inventor calls or invention understanding calls with the inventors to know the exact flow. And probably when once we know the exact clear flow of the invention, it it becomes very easy to draft the invention. Yes. And, the... and also you can help ask them to highlight which is the main four steps Correct. because all steps are not in, include need to be included in our main claim, right? Correct. So they are not having an idea about what is the independent claim, what is a dependent claim. So those things also help us during this ideation. It gives us an idea. It helps us to frame that claims in our mind when we are discussing the idea itself. So we ask them, do you think this is important or this can be avoided in the right. main part? It can be an optional step. 
So such things also I like when we discuss and figures that really helps a lot. So they also go into the thought process. Okay, I can avoid this step. I don't need this in my solution. Somebody can because this becomes a mandatory part of the main claim. If we put in the claim, we have to map it to our other infringing solution, right? So infringement, we have to map it. So if we can avoid it, that is better to avoid. But at the same time, what is the inventive aspect of it? One another challenge with inventors is yeah. inventive step. I still remember one of my inventors long time back. They came to me saying, "See, this is a major solution. This is generating millions in value because nobody has come up with a so it was a testing solution together coming and all those things. It's not valid. So they wanted to protect the whole solution together." like all the modules these modules were existing in silos mm. they were available so they had put it together but they were like when i saw their idea it was this but after two three rounds of discussion i was asking them what is the challenge in integrating all the three together so mm. that forms your idea the integration of the different solutions together they form a complete workflow mm. so that should be your part how do you integrate so they were a new inventor so but they learned and after that i it was long time because i have left the company but i still they still uh, i still have good contact with them we said like they didn't grander that was a, we i also feel happy because the way they thought and they worked on it Yeah. So that is different. I would say the flowchart really works. It really works for me. I would say. Uh, and it, it works for everybody. I've seen drafts without flowcharts and I'm like, oh my god, it's very difficult to for a for a patent drafter also to understand what's written there. <laughs> yes. So it's like it's like if we do not have a clear flow, we try to confuse the examiners and controllers with what we have written. <laughs> that is true that is true and also it's challenging also during prosecution Very what is the main steps we are, and that comes when we have to monetize it or commercialize it after a granted patent why did we put this step or why was this term even included yeah. find that mapping of the term itself is a challenge for us mm. so sometimes we and it is unknowingly we be like it is clear giving more clear clarity but it might not be needed already it might be having uh, it will be having sufficient clarity and all those things it's clear we must have put a word which might be becoming a challenging part later so okay. that is and inventors wants to put everything in the main claim yeah. that is also their new inventors they have always want to put everything into the claim say no this step is important this is important i said do you think this we can move it to the dependent we'll retain independent so that is also good that's a uh, as a attorney make them understand what Very. is independent what is dependent what is the advantage out of it and by and by as i said experienced inventors right they get to understand that process and then they will tell us see this step should not be and we can have yeah. uh, sufficient fallback using this dependent claim so that is the part of an experience inventor yeah you know sometimes generally in software uh, inventions i'll ask or the high tech area i'll ask inventors what is the novelty here and probably first answer they'll give us is we have integrated this with a wifi we have integrated this with a bluetooth and then you know we'll have to dig deeper to understand where exactly is the novelty because wifi and bluetooth cannot be novelty 
reality it's already yeah. existing in the world so okay, this does not have to go into the main claim this can be for the dependent but for the main claim we need to dig in to the invention to the level till the time we understand okay this is the feature because of which forms the heart of our invention and because of which we'll be able to get the patent because this feature is probably not disclosed in any of the prior art or it's not publicly available. So that one key feature is so important for uh, us to understand as yes. patent drafters. That is very true. So that main crux of it how do you extract the crux of the idea main yeah. crux of the idea from the inventors that is something you as a patent attorney which is, uh, when you interact with so many by, by now you also would have and you'll be understanding right different inventors different approaches also yeah. because as I said I have some inventors they write we have to pick from that writing <laughs> is this the main step is this we highlight and show it to them some period, like they would like to draw the pictures. I say, these are the main flow sequences. So different ways. And some will just go on discussing, talking about the invention. Then we'd have to stop. Please, <laughs> this is the part of it. Can we have more details? But they also understand and they learn from it. Yeah, I know. So, uh, so Anuja, uh, you, you generally work on the fence, like on one side, there are lawyers and the attorneys and the legal fraternity. On other side, there are innovators and inventors and people who are working in corporates and have some kind of acquaintance with patents and they want to file a patent. So you interact with both the worlds. So... <laughs> What, according to you, uh, uh, like how how do you bring lawyers and innovators on the same page? Because it it is difficult to work with both. But when you're working with the mindset, with the lawyer, lawyer will feel like, okay, Anuja has to tell me all of these <laughs> things. But innovators would be like, okay, Anuja is asking so many questions. <laughs> so how do you balance that stuff? <laughs> a bit difficult but uh, as I said you when you interact with the person you understand about that person and whether their knowledge so how to identify that what is required out of it and get to extract so I usually have one round of discussions with them first if it's an innovator or an inventor who's approaching I mainly work with process patents implementation process patents and, and that is my field and artificial intelligence and other areas software areas mainly so that way around so when they come I ask them about the invention. Some doesn't like to write. As you said, yeah. I'm asking so many questions. We ask them to write in the first step itself. Uh, if I'm saying, uh, uh, put um, time in writing the whole description or the uh, invention disclosure, write the invention disclosure completely. They will not be happy with it because we have to evaluate it. Is it having a potential? So I would say for an innovator, I would prefer to have the discussion first to understand the discussion. Then they understand whether it's having value or not and then go forward with the next step. So that is one thing to facilitate because new inventors, as I said, they get a bit frustrated with the timelines because they are do not just doing this patent work. They're having other development work and other areas. It's not just this uh, activity going on. So that is one thing. 
so make them understand then as i said claim language so i help them with the prior art searches because that is something we it is our forte so i do the search or if it's experience in vendors they come with the search they know what is the research. they know non patent and patent literature even other areas they know what is happening but with other inventors sometimes they tell me can you do the search and come back to us help us with identifying this idea is having a potential or not so that helps us to set up the ground about it and then each stage during drafting also if the idea so we have to decide whether to file or not to file and whether it's having value if it's having potential then only go ahead and collect the details or sometimes they come experience inventors as i said the difference experience inventors come with a detailed document so they know about it they identify we have a discussion so it is something so sometimes other inventors like to do whiteboarding so they do whiteboard discussions i like that part when we discuss and come up with you know, like improving the idea so this is the part then throughout keep them asked we have to get inputs from the inventors because we might not be knowing what is happening completely in technology and what is getting implemented because the inventors knows about the invention so they have to like when we are going through the prosecution get inputs from the inventors so now going to the uh, as a lawyer part you need to get more information from them ask them in the right way because we might know if we ask them the legal terms if we go and give them a search report let's say that search report they will be like what is this number so yeah. many patent numbers and all. so i try to like if they don't know they don't understand sit with them one round explain what is the and where they have to look into it what all objections has been raised by an examiner can you give technical differences right questions like pinpoint questions what you want to get from them rather than asking everything look into the document read they we send it across most probably to get because they might be having an idea but highlight what is required mm. so that not really helps in getting these are the few uh, what you say the uh, techniques or methods i do use for helping innovators as well as as a lawyer as well as as a drafting person when i approach a innovator then when we work with lawyers outside we work with both sides right so we have to do during commercial activities also that time also we have to provide inputs sometimes we have to that time we are and the other side getting more details we need to that's why i said when we need to think why did we put this term in the claim how can we go work around with that term is there sufficient support in our the, mm. uh, what do you say our description to support that term all those things we need to think from uh, that angle so it is not something the inventors will do because we have to do it we have to help them and that is something that is for a later commercialization or when the patent is getting granted so think about the future as a lawyer while drafting <laughs> and help the innovators get the technical details while and discussing with them i would say perfect I, i'll keep this in mind so that uh, it it's the process is comfortable for both the parties yes <laughs> so uh, anuja as you just mentioned about ai and you work in the field of software and uh, in uh, ai software and high technology and this is the kind of uh, new thing which is going on so can you throw some light on what is actually happening in the field of ai and innovation how ai is impacting innovation and how the future looks like ai is the buzzword which is everywhere yeah. it is there in every field if you see 
everywhere we see machine learning or a model or ai being in so inventors also comes with it i am seeing many applications or even from others it's not just in my company everywhere we seeing automation or some uh, improvements using ai so it is it has come as an it has given new developments into the technology new developments have come up as well as it has improved the existing technologies also so this is something which is going to ex- remain and it will evolve more because it is still but we cannot predict what it was because neural networks has been mm. there from 90s it is their history if we uh, look into it but how that has developed into different fields of it and the way the recent bus chat, chat gpt <laughs> so it is like in order we are reading in the papers every day or in the news and i also tried it it was so human like it is yeah. but in one way it will be assisting the disabled people so if anybody with disability it will be helping so it has some uh, constructive side to it mm. but at the same time it has a destructive side also ethical yeah. side because recently we were uh, reading about i read the article where they tried chat gpt to write the abstract of researches mm-hmm. and try to identify the uh, people where the guides were looking researchers were doing identify which is the uh, one generated by chat gpt and what is done by a human so they mixed it up and mm-hmm. 100% plagiarism check it it past and the other one was 86 and 80 percentage or 83 percentage so human and software it was only in the same range it was doing it mm-hmm. so that way around i was having a chat with one of my friends they were saying now they don't know whether the student their researcher is writing the paper <laughs> or chat gpt is writing same time my friend other friend was saying about they she has used it to generate a chart for diet chart where yeah. you give the macros calories everything just helping them to do that so it is like different people are having different experiences it is helping but how do we evaluate it so this is where i would say stephen hawking's prediction about ai so if it's a short term impact we know who is controlling it of ai short term but long term impact whether we can control it or not that yeah. is something is a bit scary also so that is like it primitive forms it will be like is already proved it's useful but if we have to create something or it is matching the human brain or level surpass yeah. it how do we control so that is a bit when we read his uh, theories and his vision about it, it's a bit scary so we need to learn how to balance it only future can tell us so if somebody surpasses human brain who's going to control it yeah. so now people are suggesting putting <laughs> chips in the brains all those yeah. things mimicking the brain so ai is too advanced so uh, that is it is there but as i said two sides of the coin it has pros as well as cons mm. to it and innovation also patent system also it is we are facing challenges it's equivalent to a computer or a software patent but at the same time it is incremental patents we have seen incremental in, in. so how long will it uh, stay for or it suddenly changing so what would be the challenges with it so those things are ones which we are still exploring and we are 
as you seen every patent office is coming up with uh, asking for comments asking for inputs from and having sessions wipo had the six sessions so all these things so they have been having continuous so pretty where it is the talk so it will continue i would say i am sure it will continue you know because uh, we were discussing about chat gpt examples yesterday only i was reading a story and uh, at the end of the story in authorship credit it was written the author's name and chat gpt <laughs> so the author himself wrote that chat gpt has helped me uh, frame the story line so it's not 100% of mine the software has helped me frame the story line so I mean, new way of generating ideas and i was planning a trip and i have uh, my personally per, i i've used it to create my itinerary for the trip so i i told yeah. told chat gpt that i'm going for these many days to this place can you frame an itinerary for me so it has simple questions like what kind of hotels would you like to stay in at what yeah. time are you coming at what time are you leaving you know a question which i expect a human being asking mm-hmm. and then it framed the whole itinerary and gave me so this is your itinerary <laughs> that is true so the way it is interacting with human like because when i was experimenting it it was so uh, like uh, i am chatting with a person it is not uh, like uh, somebody a robot or a system or a model is generating and the way it is giving in output is also like we feel like okay somebody is teaching us or doing the job for us and we'll get into the comfort zone also with that yeah as you said the itinerary right previously we have to sit and as you said we'll make an excel or a paper mm-hmm. write down this time this time we are reaching which transportation we have to take how much time we have to spend here everything is given to us in form but i hope that whatever information it has giving to me it's to, it, it better be true otherwise i'll go to the place and i'll wonder what what where am i yeah that is a, that is the part that is also one of those things we say models can be corrupted so data how there was a debate about uh, ai like ai models being corrupted and making biased decisions yeah. so that could also be there. so chat gpt we cannot say we will have to to use our human intelligence and knowledge into it and see whether we can dis- take the value out of it or not probably we'll do one session of uh, unbiased ai and things like that <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah sanuja so, now we'll enter into our quick rapid fire round answer these questions okay. quickly three things that you are grateful for thanks first would be my family and loved ones for their love support and being there for me they believe in me the second would be my teachers and mentors who have taught me and mold me into who i am help me to become who i am and coupling with this it will be almighty's blessings and opportunities that's like to face every challenge in my life so these three i am always grateful for perfect now two traits that you think are useful for innovators two traits um if i say in general for a innovator it would be like to vision to strategically identify long term goals 
and yeah. plan ways to achieve it. So it is a general trait, I would say, mm-hmm. for any innovator, because if you don't have long term. The second one, I would say with respect to patents, because mm-hmm. from a patent process, I would say, it would be to ability to act with speed, because you have to come up, because first yeah. to invent, then diligence, because you have to be diligent and in, in doing it. And last, even though I said speed, patience. Yeah. with the patient patent process so this is the two trades i would say one general one patent wow that's so good and one aspiration you have for the future for my future i would say i would, my future aspiration is to continue exploring in the ip field as a patent attorney and also i am interested in working in data privacy because yeah. a data privacy with related to intellectual property matters, mm. IP matters, because it is a rapidly growing field, fast growing. Mm-hmm. And I want to understand and gain knowledge about the various aspects, challenges in it related to protecting one's data and IP. Mm. Now, so that link is a bit, I have not seen much of it. Data privacy IP is there, but what could be, uh, we, and I like to explore that. Wow, awesome. I know it's an upcoming field and it it is going to be in use a lot. <gasps> like yes, in yes. the coming future, it's not even away, it's there. Yes, and we have seen in our submission, right, from DIPP. So yeah. it is like the the cost they have said as punishment is mm-hmm. yeah. really high. Yeah. So, but it's interesting also. India, you know, it is. And we have seen yeah. during COVID, our numbers, phone numbers, mobile numbers has been sold out like anything. I get continuous calls. There is no privacy with our phone number. So, nothing. I don't even think messages. Anything is private in our phone. Nothing is there. Yeah. And DND doesn't work. Yeah, it does. If you put the DND also, I still get. I have to tell the loan application. I don't need a personal loan. I have already asked you to remove me from the list. Okay, we will remove. Next day, I get the same call. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, Anuja, okay. any final thoughts before we conclude this podcast? Okay, finally, I would like to express my gratitude for having me on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me to share my thoughts and ideas with your audience. And I enjoyed the experience. It was great talking to you. Like it was just going on and hope the audience also find this talk informative. And because a lot of information we have shared is from my personal also. And look forward to continued support and working with you in future. Thank you so much, Anuja. It was wonderful being with you and learning for, for you and probably we'll be able to bridge the gap between lawyers and innovators. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Pragya. It was nice chatting with you. Hey there. Thank you for attending today's session. If you enjoyed the session, do follow our channel and consider sharing it with a friend. My name is Prigya Arora, daughter of inspiring parents, alumna of IIT Khadakpur, engineer turned lawyer and entrepreneur and now founder of PA Legal, where we help creators and innovators protect their intellectual property. Thank you.